Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Kemi Sharia. And I'm Monica Ainley. And you're listening to Fashion No Filter, where we sit down with some of the lead creatives, strategic thinkers, and emerging talent around us to interpret the ins and outs of the fashion industry today. Hello, everyone. Live from London, it's Fashion No Filter. It's Fashion No Filter. On the last day of London Fashion Week, we're going to look back with you on what we've seen. Cammy's been running around New York as well. I've been in London. Absolutely. And I cried at a fashion show, which I haven't done at for a really long time. I hadn't cried at a show in many, many years. What, I feel young again. What show was that, Cam Gans? The Mark Jacobs show. The Why? Mark Jacobs at the park. Why did you cry? Park. Why did I cry? I cried because it's funny. I hadn't, I hadn't um, felt that way at a fashion show in a really long time. I think it was a combination of the music, Dream a Little Dream of Me, how small the show was. There were literally maybe like... 50 people there like yeah. it was tiny and the models just walked in a in a in a in a single line straight towards us and they were wearing the most bright playful colorful and happy clothes that I've seen um at a show in a really long time and it was just you know like Gigi didn't have any shoes on they were all smiling they were dancing it looked like they they they'd been playing dress up you know like you know when you were little and you'd have like a huge um dressing up clothes um or in your mum's closet yeah or granny's closet and I that's so fun I don't know it just reminded me of my childhood and I just loved it oh sweet so yeah tears of joy were shed in New York what about here Monica what's been you, I was away at a wedding this weekend so you've been doing the show the show going for us this week what have you seen in London that you really liked well, I thought that the Erdem show was beautiful as usual. They choose the most incredible locations. They had the show outside this time, which is always risky in London, but um, in Gray's Inn Fields. Gray's Inn is where all of the top barristers uh, prepare their cases in London. It reminds me of Mark Darcy, anyhow. Um, uh, and they have beautiful gardens and it was exquisite. See my Instagram and a lot of other people's for more details. Um, but I also was quite taken by Christopher Kane's show. He chose to tackle what we, I think we can all agree is the pink elephant in the room really head on. So a lot of designers in London are trying to look at the materials they're using, look at the, uh, supply chain. Christopher Kane is doing that, but he also uh, decided to make ecology sexy again um, with the words "ecosexual," which appeared on a lot of his sweatshirts. And it's kind of fun. I think it, a new a new gender or a new, yeah. a new a new sexual orientation. A new identity. A new sexual orientation. Like, do you self-identify as an ecosexual, Kemi? Yes, I do, Monica. Do you? <laughs> I should say, I think I probably do from now on. And someone else who probably identifies as an ecosexual is our guest on today's show. Miss and a very beautiful e ecosexual yes. warrior she is too. I think she should be the poster girl. Miss Arizona Muse is obviously a very well-known model. I've been following her career for years. And um, she has since more recently become... Uh, self-educated 
environmental activist. We are so thrilled to have her here in London with us today um, because Arizona manages to put a really positive spin on what is obviously a very scary subject matter and really took, takes a 360 view of how the fashion industry needs to progress. Exactly. And we felt that because we haven't done an episode on sustainability for a long time, and yet it is, as Monica rightfully put it, the the pink elephant in the it's room. It's super present. I mean, I think that I'll just say, you know, we've been going to fashion shows in London for years and it used to be that we would wonder if there were going to be fur activists outside of the show, which is a whole other subject matter I'm not going to go into. And they were quite aggressive and would throw paint at people and all that. I mean, everyone's seen, you know, that in movies. Um, now it's climate activists who are outside of shows and they take a much better I feel a a more effective approach by picking up a mic and saying some really hard-hitting stuff, but in a more respectful way. I mean, they can be a bit condescending, but I think they have to be, they're they're like, you're cool now. Are you going to be cool in 10 years? Are you going to be proud in 20 years? Um, Exactly. And I think both Monica and I wanted today's episode to add some food for thought when it comes to the choices that we make on a daily basis when it comes to the clothes that we buy and that we wear. Because I think a lot of us may feel, well, certainly I feel a little bit overwhelmed nowadays because I used to just be able to enjoy my clothes and just buy things when I felt like it or when I needed it or or you know just or purely for pleasure or you thought you needed it yeah or when I thought I needed it <laughs> and now that is a little bit more complicated because I do find that every time I want to buy something or even when I'm just enjoying a show there's a tiny voice at the back of my head that's like but should you be enjoying this but should you be buying this and we felt that I think educating ourselves and having this conversation with Arizona might help also all of us make better decisions when it comes to, you know, the choices that we make when we're shopping. Without ruining the fun and massive industry that is fashion. And before we start, just a quick thank you to this episode's sponsor, Mercedes-Benz, who provided us not Mercedes-Benz only... Mercedes-Benz UK. Mercedes-Benz UK, who who provided us with a car for the shows and who were kind enough to listen to our request, um, which was to get an electric car because we wanted to try and be a little bit more sustainable in our travel endeavors. Toot Even toot. It's, London is a huge city, so it, it actually helped a lot. And it rains at the drop of a hat, so it's quite important. And um, London Fashion Week is very spread out. Actually... <clears throat> I know BFC that everybody wants to be in a beautiful location, but we have to get shows communicating between designers, communicating between them about the distances. Anyhow, thank you, uh, Mercedes, for saving our not bacon because I don't know if bacon's very sustainable. For saving, <laughs> our, for saving our organic arse. because our arses are sustainable. Arses, arses. And for providing the best driver that two girls could hope for. Martin, we love you. Thank you. Martin, like Martin from The Parent Trap. Thanks, Martin. One of the highest profile shows at London Fashion Week is naturally Victoria Beckham, for reasons I don't need to go into. And it's also one of the highest security, which means that all of the most important people, celebrities, editors, uh, what have you, everyone has to queue up outside of the show to... Uh, have their bags checked, go through security, um, which was a good opportunity for a group of climate activists to come and give us a pretty hard-hitting speech. Uh, so here's a little excerpt that I recorded. So here we go. Without further ado, here is here's Arizona. Arizona Muse. And it is also currently exhausting an enormous amount of carbon and driving the need for fast fashion that causes people to be incredibly disrespected, working in conditions a lot more irksome than a cold cappuccino. So please, consider your fashion. Consider what you can do. 
Use less. We've got to use less. Ask yourself, you may be cool now, but will you be cool in 10 years time? Will you be applauded in 100 years time? Or will your great grandchildren be asking, how on earth could have my ancestors have used so much carbon? Nothing will change until you change it. Do something new. Honor the beauty of our planet. Make all mothers happy. This Mother is uh, outside of the Victoria Beckham show. Think about what we do. There must be a way of making beautiful businesses that have a beautiful inside and an outside, that are beautiful from the place they come from to the place they go to. And it will be good business to find business that respects nature, that respects workers, and that doesn't drive people to feel uncomfortable. I think it was a good place to do it outside the Victoria Beckham show because she's probably one of the most famous designers that exists in the world. So that was great. Uh, I don't say it as attack on her brand more than any other brand because there's almost no difference between any of the brands when it comes to their sustainability standards. The big problem is that we don't know. People don't know how to become more sustainable. And that lovely gentleman standing up and being brave and saying all that d- didn't teach anyone what to do differently right. to become more sustainable. So raising awareness is important. But I think you, every time you raise awareness, you need to link it immediately with an action or several actions. Yeah. So the actions there would be, as a brand, choose better materials. Go and educate yourself about what materials have a higher environmental impact and which ones have a lower and choose the ones with a lower environmental impact. Talk to the suppliers, talk to your factories, make sure everyone's being treated well in your factories. And don't forget that it's not only your factory, it's also all the suppliers that your factory has. So where do they get their materials? Where do they source their trims? Where are they getting their buckles from? All these things that we just don't think to ask about, even often even if we're working on a fashion develop, product development team. As a consumer, the questions are similar but slightly different. As a consumer, your power really is talking to the people who you buy from. So whenever you make a purchase, think of think of the power that you have to make a comment with that purchase. Whenever you buy something, send a little message to that brand and say, what was this made from? Why did you choose that material? Was it was that the most sustainable option? Or is there a reason why you're not using organic cotton yet? Because organic cotton is one of the biggest shifts that every brand can do. It's available now and the, the price is falling as the demand goes up. So it's a two-way street here. We have to start creating the demand before we expect the price to fall more. It will never fall as low as conventional cotton and it should not. That's an important piece to recognize in ourselves that a lot of things have become too cheap that's Mm. not the real price of cotton so we need to realign our desires around the price of cotton because it is a little bit more expensive it's not much more expensive but it is a little bit and that ensures that people were paid properly and that there won't be a huge amount of fertilizer runoff from farms into rivers making them completely unlivable for native species of flora and fauna and I mean, we can, I love talking about oceans and water too. It's a lot. But you're so knowledgeable. <laughs> Let's, can we just take a step back actually, because you're, you're so knowledgeable today and um, I'm, we were wondering how you got into it. I mean, I have been following your career as a model for a long time, trying to get my eyebrows to look like yours <laughs> um, for years to no avail, <laughs> just trying to brush them up. It just doesn't work. Um, when okay. did you first start thinking about all of this? So I definitely didn't live a sustainable life at all 10 years ago, even six years ago. It was about four years ago that I had been modeling for about six years then. I've been modeling for 10 years and I just realized, you know what? I'm not happy with all this waste. I do see how wasteful this is. And it was just a little thing. I just wanted to learn more about it, more about where it all goes, where it all came from. And through that... I discovered I'm, I have quite a lot of sustainability nerdiness. I love materials. I want to know everything about them. Every time I see a material, which is on a sofa, on a floor, in a building site, on a jacket, the buckles, I I mean, everything, I Mm. want to know where it came from and what's on it and what's it made from. 
And when you start asking those questions, you go on these amazing like avenues of discovery and you'll realize that there are so many people involved with each material because the raw material is usually very, very different than the material that we end up using on a product. Any kind of metal is mined. Mining is one of the most destructive industries, so we really need to sort out our metal situation. Also, metals usually have an alloy over them. I'm sure you've seen kitchen taps and bathroom sinks with the the peeling off Mm -hmm. of them. Think about that. Where is that going? That's a material, and that's either going into the air and it's going into the water. And what even is it? I don't know. And I haven't found anyone. I ask that question all the time. What is it? I haven't found anyone who's been able to tell me that and I can't Google it. And it's just like, we just don't know. Same with silk. Silk looks so different in so many different types of fabric. And sometimes it's the weave or the knit of the fabric, but often it's the chemical processing on it. You can make something shiny with a chemical processing, but no one knows. Even people who are fabric experts, often this is omitted in their training. Just We've just assumed that fabrics just poof, they just look a certain way and they don't, is the truth. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like a, there's been a huge trend recently for people to eat more organically and yeah. make sure that what they're yeah. putting inside their body is good for them because we're told mm. that pesticides, et cetera, are going to mm-hmm. be bad mm-hmm. for us and cause cancers or even just yeah. silly things like spots. Um, and same, I think, with um, beauty products, mm. organic beauty products, that's mm-hmm. been a huge trend. But yet yeah. clothes, you wear them on your skin. Mm-hmm. It's the same, like it's it's touching your skin all day long. So why do people not care more about the mm-hmm. material that they're putting on their skin? Yeah. And also, not just that, because I when organic cotton, I started seeing it or bamboo, I was probably, I was quite young. So I grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is, mm kind of it's a very aware sort of culture so organic cotton started popping up in shops when I was a teenager which was quite early on and I thought it's fine I'm okay wearing normal ones I've been wearing normal cotton all my life like what's the deal come on do we have Mm -hmm. to really go this far because my parents were always about organic food and I was like oh this is so annoying why do we have to eat organic food (laughs) (laughs) why can't we just eat like the big shiny food that is in the normal grocery stores (laughs) (laughs) I want my apples waxed like why are you denying me all the pretty things mom (laughs) and since then 15 years later or more, I'm 30 now, I realized it's actually not about my skin. My skin's fine with organic or conventional cotton, but the soil in which that cotton was grown is not fine with conventional cotton. It just is not. All It's destroyed everything. Do we, um, do we think then that cotton is in the same way as sort of red meat is the black sheep? Mm-hmm. of the food industry is cotton I think as monocultures bad. are the, ba- the black sheep of the food industry. Nothing is bad in moderation. Right. Cotton is a really lovely plant. Right. There's nothing wrong with cotton. But when it's grown in a monoculture year after year after year on the same soil, it's really depleting and it needs a lot of fertilizer and it needs quite a lot of water. Organic cotton has restrictions on watering so then it's never grown in such a dry place and or it'll have a smaller yield but also we've forgotten that there are many many different varieties of cotton and we've chosen the type of cotton that grows the fastest and isn't necessarily the softest or the right. thickest it's about the or greediness right exactly it's about greediness which a lot is of me it as is. well kind of well it's it's the ultimate it's the ultimate question, isn't it? Can fashion be sustainable? Is that yeah. not just the ultimate oxymoron? I mm-hmm. think that's what... I think greed and efficiency are sometimes really confused. True. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It, it's called efficiency. It's called the most efficient way of growing the most cotton possible. But it's not the nicest cotton. It it, it used to be nicer, cotton. You, look at, you feel old cottons and you're like, wow, that doesn't feel like my t-shirt. Mm. It just doesn't because mm. we don't grow those old varieties of cotton anymore. I mean, with wheat, it's a, it's the size and shape problem. So we've chosen the type of wheat that all grows its wheat berries at the same height so that a combine harvester can come through and harvest them all at the same time. We didn't choose that variety because it tastes the best or because it's the most nutrient dense. That's really interesting. Or because it 
grows the most seeds. We've chosen it because it produces the least amount of seeds, so you have to buy the most amount of seeds. So it's efficiency stuff. Yeah. There there are some types of wheat that produce about 20 wheat grains per stem, or per plant, sorry. And then there are others that produce about 200. So imagine as a farmer, which one like would you yeah. prefer? But yeah. the ones that produce 200 don't produce them all at the same height. Yeah. So then it's not as easy to harvest them. You have to hand harvest them. Which creates really like wonderful work for humans. I volunteer on farms whenever I can. It's the most satisfying feeling to harvest food. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's satisfying when you're paid 90 cents an hour. That's not that's not the point I'm making here at all. Things need to obviously we need to be compensated properly for the work that we do. But just speaking about the quality of work, it's really pretty wonderful. So to go back to your point from the very beginning, which was listening to that man's speech which although it was very very Mm. deep and meaningful didn't provide solutions what is the solution for actually he did sorry he was providing the buy less solution which is a really big one yeah but let's go deeper into that as a solution because it's very difficult to or it's it's not fun to imagine yourself buying less. Because when I imagine myself buying less, I imagine myself in a store next to my next favorite dress going, I can't have that, and walking away. And I'm like, oh, that's such a boring image. I don't want to be that person. So instead, I found a different image for buying less, which is you walk into your room, you open your closet, and you've been buying less. So your closet isn't stuffed and overflowing with things that you don't really care about. You open your closet and you see all your favorite things there, displayed perfectly, looking all pleasant together. And that's what buying less looks like. That sounds fun. It does. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, do yeah, you want to do that? Because I feel like we can go deep and nerdy, as you said, about materials, etc. And I think it is important for people to understand a little bit more yeah. why organic cotton is more expensive yeah. and why it's important to vote with your wallet. It takes more farmers like. to grow organic cotton as well. Exactly. So there's more of a community, which is better for people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what is the solution? Yeah. Because I think like people find it difficult to be more sustainable in their everyday life. People find Mm -hmm. it hard Mm -hmm. to go into a shop and it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You see the high street, you see like big fashion houses, smaller fashion houses and the high street itself. And you think, okay, there's a lot of things on sale. How do I know that I'm making the right decisions? What brands are- Totally. And well, people say to me, so are we just not even supposed to buy from any high street stores anymore? Mm Mm-hmm. What would it you say depends. I mean, it's a lot of research to understand what each high street store is doing well and what they're doing badly. But this is the problem I get in it. itself, though, isn't it? People have jobs. Yep. They don't have, you time, don't have time as an individual to, no. to become a climate change expert. Mm-mm. And I think, and then I'll let you continue, that there's, a whole, there's this whole sort of feeling of when high street first became a big thing, it was, well, fashion is accessible to everybody now, mm-hmm. right? Everyone deserves fashion. Right, everybody deserves true. to be part Still of the trends. Mm-hmm. Totally true, but... I look at a world where now we, a fashion world, where the high street brands have said, yeah, we need to clean up our act. How do we do it? How do we talk about it? And there are all these valid questions, which is the best best pathway? There are two pathways. One is to make the biggest environmental impact. One is to make the biggest PR impact. And I think it's tempting to go for the PR impact rather than the biggest environmental Mm -hmm. impact. One way of doing both is to create a separate line that is your your sustainable line. Like H&M Conscious. Like H&M Conscious. Many of them have it now, Mango Committed. You have it sitting alongside your other stuff and you make a more conscious choice of the materials, the price is higher, Mm -hmm. and the designs are different. Mm -hmm. So there are several problems with this method, I find, that one, you have to be able to afford to spend a little more, and you also have to, even if, say, I can afford to spend more on the conscious collection rather than the normal H&M collection, but what if I just like the designs better? Yeah. In the normal collection. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you've given me this choice. I don't want to make the choice. Yeah. Don't make the consumer make the choice. The other option Just that clean these, up your act altogether. That these brands could be doing is instead of making a hundred percent sustainable garments, which by the way, none of those are a hundred percent anyway. Mm. 
because you look at the blends of fabric and often they're blended with polyester. It's just a lower percentage than they would use on, mm. on their main. And a blended fabric is a big problem because it can't be recycled. Polyester is a big problem because it's a virgin material that is completely toxic and synthetic. So if, if a, all these big brands instead were to say, listen, we can't be 100% sustainable yet, but what we're going to do is make 30% of our entire store is sustainable. You don't have to make a choice. It's raised our prices very minimally. You won't really notice. And all the designs are the same. It's harder to PR that as a package because it's not really a package. It's just an entire message. But you'll have a much bigger, deeper environmental impact yeah. when you do that. So this is what I would like to see. And this is I do brand collaborations now where I make products with sustainable materials. I choose brands whose products I already love and use their designs and just source the materials for them. And it's an education. It's a consulting project. I love it. They love it. And this is the aim of the game with this is to help them to transform the rest of their brand's materials into sustainable materials. Tell us about the uh, handbag that you've brought in today. So today I have with me a collaboration I did with Officina del Poggio, which is a small Italian brand helmed by a really lovely American lady called Allison, who is doing her best already. She was already using vegetable tan leathers. She makes rigid bags that are just very chic. And I love them. And we used, we continued using the vegetable tan leather. We also introduced salmon skin leather in this collection because salmon skin is a complete byproduct and displaces the use of cow leather, which is an industry in itself. It is, it is technically a byproduct from the meat of cows, but all of it is a bit of a problem. I'm not saying fish farming is not a problem because that is a major aquatic issue as well. But just to like really just bring this down just for people who aren't super in the know. So when you say a byproduct, that means that the salmon was going to die anyway. And this is the skin. Exactly. It means that the salmon was going to be killed and eaten and the skins are discarded. Mm-hmm. So now there are companies popping up probably everywhere who are taking the skins and tanning them as Mm -hmm. you would cow leather Mm -hmm. adhering them together with heat rather than glue so it's non-toxic glue is a big issue we don't have a sustainable glue please let me know if someone's listening and they have a sustainable glue please get in touch with me because I'm looking for one but as it stands at the moment I'm not aware of any they're all toxic some are water-based don't confuse that with being sustainable it's better but it's water and what else just because it's water-based doesn't mean it's entirely made of water. It's glue. <laughs> it's glue. It <laughs> so so do you want to shout out the brands that you feel are doing not just a marketing PR job of being sustainable and are actually yes. places that you feel are safe, you can go through the door and pick up yeah. something nice and new for yourself, obviously only if you need it? Yeah. Nothing is entirely safe right now. There are... and. I would say safe and commercially viable as well. Commercial, when I say commercial fashion, I mean like the kind of fashion that you wear on a daily basis, not like, because there are wonderful creative people who are making extraordinary pieces, but they're often not really something that you would wear every day, which is beautiful. And I want to encourage them to do that because they're making, they're sending a really strong message. But in, I'm talking about clothes that people generally wear on the street and you just wear to work and you, which like is that. what we want to talk about because I think we want to be able to send out a message to our listeners of you yeah. can make more conscious decisions. Mm, yeah, definitely. So a lot of Scandinavian brands are doing really well. Gani is really good. Um, Cezanne is lovely French brand. I'm doing a project with them right now. Are you? And I and I and they are. They're, so they're really good. they're really good. They don't use all organic cotton. No, but they they're have, really do, But trying. a lot of their materials are really good. Yeah. Their their leather is vegetable tanned. They're really, really trying. And they're, I don't think they're doing it for a PR way because I've never heard anyone call them a sustainable brand before. I no. just noticed this through wearing their clothes. No, because they started off not being sustainable. And, and I think she realized, Morgan, the founder, that she wanted to be part of the solution, mm-hmm. as we mm-hmm. as we like to call it. And yeah, I think that's why they've been trying their best. But again, doing it not for PR purposes, doing it because they feel that's the only way to to move forward in an industry where so many things are done wrong. Lillian Von Trapp makes jewelry out of entirely recycled metal because she believes so strongly that we should not mine anything else ever. We have taken enough resources from the earth. They're all floating around on the surface now because of us. So we can just reuse them. 
Uh, she makes really beautiful, very modern jewelry. She's based out of Germany. It's just exceptional. Potentially a relation of Captain Von Trapp as well, which is like <laughs> quite, music. quite very romantic. Film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yes. And um, Officina del Poggio, Skim, London, S-K-I-I-M. They use only vegetable tanned leather and they're really lowering their environmental impact to the point where they even now, t- their packaging tape is made of paper rather than plastic. Very impressive. It's all, you have to think of an operational level as well as a brand or as an individual. My pa- my packaging tape at home also is paper. This It helps. All these little things. I buy Band-Aids, plasters, made from organic cotton. I, when I found those, I was like, yes. Did a little celebration uh, I, dance. I mean, I, it's so cool when you find these little things. I've, like, be, wow. I've made a decision yeah. to only use um, bamboo toothbrushes because i yeah. think toothbrushes are one of those you know, things yeah. that a you go we replace them so i'm gonna be honest i haven't thought about that like i didn't even so yeah. you could at planic organic you can buy bamboo toothbrushes mm-hmm. and i think toothbrushes are a good thing to go sustainable because you often have to replace them quite well, yeah quite often i mean mm-hmm. my toothbrushes unfortunately go t- let's co- talk about replacing you had an interesting question on the list about the mary kwan mary kondo yeah. sorry mary kondo yeah because i think like everybody's watched the mary kondo doc is it a series series, it's a series on, netflix. on netflix and, and everybody goes into the new year thinking i'm going to mary kondo my life and mm-hmm. i'm gonna feng shui my wardrobe does it bring you joy everything that i'm not using but the way I see it is that there's now a Mary Kondo landfill somewhere in the world. Because if you're getting rid of everything that you don't, mm-hmm. that you're not using anymore, or certainly if you're not getting rid of it and recycling it properly, it doesn't just disappear. Here's another suggestion. So think of the lifetime of planet Earth. It's kind of a lot longer than our lifetimes, right? So whether or not you send something to the dump now or in 30 years, it makes zero difference to planet Earth. I mean, maybe slightly because perhaps our recycling techniques will be more advanced in 30 years. That Hopefully. might that might make a, a small indirect difference. But in general, it doesn't make a big difference. So if you don't need it now, as long as you won't replace it. So don't throw things away to get new ones of them. Got it. But if you don't need it, there's nothing wrong with getting rid of it because you will feel different in your home when you're not cluttered. So that's that's my that's answer to the Mary Kondo So you can get rid of conundrum. it as long as you're not just going to go out and buy another one immediately exactly. to have another new one in there. Or in 30 years, because yeah. in 30 years is still immediately in the Got planet it. life's planet cycle. So the big the big thing is buy less. That's really the big mantra, I think, the, for all of the our generation. The big thing is buy what you need. Buy if smarter. you don't need it, yeah. you you won't need to have it in your house. So don't bring it into your house because eventually you'll just be annoyed that you brought it in. I think also with gifts, it's really important. I f- think a lot of people find that gift giving is a place where they end up buying a lot of plastic and a lot of packaging. Mm. And it's because it's in our culture, which is a beautiful thing that I want to respect and admire that we love to give each other things. So let's do that, but let's be more conscious about what we give. Maybe it's an experience, make, give someone yes. a massage instead, Creative put it in or, gift giving. you know, like a <laughs> beautiful envelope that has seeds planted in it and you're going to plant them. Seeds are a problem because we can't really ship them around the world because native plant invasions and things well, like that. But, I'll give you an example. Um, one of my favorite wedding presents, I couldn't believe how lucky we were, was uh, a friend of my mother's who lent us her house in Italy. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Like, think outside the box. Someone you know? yesterday told me that the wedding present they give is uh, a farm box. So you yeah. get a, a year-long subscription or even a month Ooh, subscription a or a one, one-time box of veggies that arrive to the newlyweds house like that's, that's a so beautiful nice. gift it, if you choose the right one it doesn't come wrapped in plastic it's there there are definitely ways to give gifts that aren't so wasteful and children it's really hard to, for me to think about how we still take our children to a massive overwhelming loud bright colorful toy store as a reward mm. And we're bringing them into this consumerism and teaching them that this is what you get on a special occasion. Let's teach them something else. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. teach them that on a special occasion, we do something that's more meaningful to us, that we, we connect still, but we find another thing to connect over. <laughs> when we were little, my, I, I was born 
in the Pyrenees in the south of France and my parents used to we used to go walking in the mountains every weekend mm. and my parents made us play this game really really fun game which was to pick up all the rubbish in the mountain <laughs> Such really a fun really game. fun game no 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 and the one who picked up the most rubbish would be able to get a Kit Kat at the end of the <laughs> brilliant. brilliant that's a yeah, brilliant yeah. Game. and I remember wow. we 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 were very very competitive mm. the four yeah. of us so yeah, <laughs> you're one of four. That's so much fun. Yeah, yeah the she's other, the oldest and of the four. eldest of four. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I know. Yeah, so big much family. Fun. So okay, much fun. backtrack for one sec. I want to talk about vintage. Yes, is vintage maybe the way forward? Because I've been sort of thinking that it maybe is mm. for we fashionistas. You know, it's mm-hmm. really hard because I think all of us, you know, have influence mm-hmm. uh, within our following mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it and I am trying to make um <clears throat> responsible decisions but sometimes I just don't yeah. you still want to enjoy fashion you still want to look elegant and all of this and so I I personally love vintage shopping yep I vintage is very environmentally safe because you're not purchasing new resources that came from the earth mm-hmm. so that's great socially though imagine if everyone only purchased vintage clothing the whole entire fashion industry which props up millions and millions of livelihoods all over the world would just fold so we have to and there is always a balance and politicians are very aware of this well if we support the environment often we're cutting jobs and then and then if we support jobs we're often degrading the environment and it's i don't have the answers for all of it but Mm. let's consider that if you're using your money to spend wisely and to cast a vote with every dollar you spend, because you do, mm-hmm. buy from brands who are creating meaningful jobs using good environmentally friendly materials. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a bad thing. In fact, you are helping the industry to shift more rapidly. So don't always, it's not a negative game. You don't always have to feel guilty about absolutely everything you get. It's mm-hmm. stuff isn't, it's not gonna end the world. <laughs> The world is ending anyway. <laughs> no, that's we just so sorry, have sorry. To be stay, stay positive. Also, stay positive. If all agriculture were regenerative, and this is a world that I'm really fighting hard for, is right. we would be helping planet Earth recover from climate change and global warming when we bought food or clothing that was grown. And that would be a pretty cool scenario. If yeah. you knew that that was happening, if you were absolutely 100% sure that when you bought something made of silk, hemp, flax, wool, leather, cotton, all the natural materials, there's so many to choose from, you were actually helping climate change? Yeah. That would be amazing. So that's where I want to get the world within the next year. Because okay. <laughs> so we're, we're in an emergency here and we have to move quickly. Do yes. you do you think that now that you're you're an activist, you have to make more conscious decisions when it comes to your actual career in terms of what jobs you take? Exactly, mm. because I think we get asked that a lot as yeah. influencers. You mm-hmm. know, like you, a, almost being accused of being part of the problem by uh, just by promoting brands mm-hmm. every day. You're basically and it's not maintain- a false accusation. Not like, at all. I feel the weight of that. Of entirely. course, no, no, no. Of course, you feel the weight of it. You have to be mindful. And I feel of that. it more and more as time goes by, and as I know more, because the more you know, the more it influences your decisions. Of I do course. think that educating yourself is the way forward because yeah. I don't find that I'm denying myself things all the time at all. Like right. I don't want things anymore if I do, if I know that they are environmentally harmful. Like a synthetic cushion, I'm not interested. I don't want it in my house. And I'm not denying myself from that purchase. It just doesn't happen naturally. Right. You're not like staying up at night being like, that's in that cushion. Yeah. No, I'm not. We not at all. <laughs> We're like, no, I just don't. <laughs> so what would so, be your, your top so tips? I find, I'm much more careful now about the clothes that I actually wear in my real life. When I am choosing clients to work for, I still will work for clients who are not sustainable because guess what I do all day when I'm spending that day with them? I'm chatting about sustainability and I'm possibly educating the people right up there at the top of that brand. You are converting. I'm converting. Yes. And I love it. That to me is so interesting. I'm endlessly curious in those conversations. I don't find it exhausting. I find it really invigorating to talk about environmental issues and sustainability and how to become a more sustainable industry. It's really interesting to me genuinely interesting so I really enjoy modeling now way more than I used to 
because it's got this whole other side to it that's enriched me and my life. That's so cool. Purpose. That's really cool. So should we perhaps end on your most your top tips on how to be more sustainable on a daily basis like for instance getting yep. a bamboo toothbrush which by the way I, I you can get great bamboo toothbrush at Planet Organic okay. but last 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 week I was in a pharmacy in Notting Hill and they were selling bamboo toothbrushes wrapped in plastic packaging and I was uh-huh. like how on earth that's ironic how on yeah. earth is that even sm- like mm-hmm. who on earth decided to do that yeah it's exactly sustainability is not just about visuals it's not we're not getting organic bamboo toothbrushes because they look pretty they happen to look pretty the prettiness is a byproduct of them being good right right right. so uh definitely switch your toothbrushes ideally even talk to them about where they source their bamboo because bamboo can become a monoculture and they use heavy fertilizer and pesticides on bamboo crops as well so it's contributing just as cotton is if it's not organically grown. So ask those questions because if you ask it to the brand, the brand will ask their suppliers. Eventually it will make a change. So your one tiny little question. I would say this is the biggest piece of advice I give you. Never feel like you are too small to make a difference. Yeah. That is the most destructive way of thinking. You, Every choice you make, you never make a choice once in your life. How many plastic water bottles have each of us bought we're all roughly 30 years old we've bought so many imagine how many plastic water bottles we will save if we never buy one again so many we are big enough to make a difference so in my home they'll stop making them exactly If, if we stop buying them they'll stop making them and if you're buying a like a long life water bottle permanent water bottle whatever they're called reusable water bottle yeah (laughs) try not to buy it in plastic as well because it's just a thicker amount of plastic and again remember the lifespan of planet earth that water bottle will end up in the landfill or in recycling and recycling it can't be recycled infinitely metal can metal's a great yours here is in metal and it's in a really is it is it Mm -hmm. and it's in a really chic case that you've designed the cap is metal as well and that's important because when materials are sorted it's a lot more energy to sort a cap off of a water bottle sounds super easy but it's not if you're dealing with a quantity of millions of bottles to take all their caps off is really frustrating whereas if they're made of the same material you don't have to so eventually that water bottle even though it's really beautiful and strong made of stainless steel it will be recycled one day so let's prepare for that day as if it were tomorrow in your home don't use liquid soap anymore because liquid soap comes in plastic bars of soap don't Bars of soap, you can find them with zero packaging now or a small bit of paper, wax paper, which is not as good as nothing, but better than plastic bottles. And they look pretty. They look pretty. You can find a cute little soap dish that brings some charm to your bathroom. This is is a great way of becoming like engaged in your sustainability. Soap dish shouldn't be plastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. It's everywhere you turn and you really like, when you do this, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't, I wasn't even looking. I didn't even realize what was plastic. Totally. As soon as you start thinking about this stuff, Mm -hmm. you see it. You see it everywhere. 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 It's like when you're pregnant, you suddenly see all the babies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That you didn't notice before. Really? (laughs) Yep. Oh, there were kids everywhere on this planet. Kids everywhere. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's how we all got here. Yeah. So I would say whenever you buy something new for your home, read the label of it, whether it's a rug. Rugs are usually synthetic, but they could be made entirely of wool. They're more expensive, but they last longer and they feel nicer. And they're usually in more beautiful colors. And you might be able to do that. If you are able, I really encourage you to do it. If you're not able to spend a bit more, which is, by the way, nothing wrong with that. Totally an admirable situation to be in. Buy something secondhand. There are a, a, a bountiful amount of secondhand homewares that then if it's synthetic, that's okay because at least you're not buying something new and it's new to you. I love secondhand. I love eBay. I buy all of our furniture is from eBay, pretty much all of it. I and it feels so I've good. I furnished my whole flat from going to antique markets and yeah. and is a lot less expensive than buying new furniture. Way that's less, less expensive. That's, and the quality is less on the new furniture usually yeah yeah than the old furniture my i like mid-century a lot and that's really really good quality furniture you can really make your home feel like i also i weirdly will even go further and say with handbags with a lot of furniture i think it looks better when it's a bit used Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, well, that's one thing that I always have had a massive issue with. And I think the fashion industry is especially guilty of it. It's the box fresh look. Girls who walk around Mm -hmm. with outfits that look like they've literally just come off Mm -hmm. a a coat hanger. And I think if you think about women who've got great style, women through the ages, the Jane Birkins, the Brigitte Bardot's, uh, the Caroline de Maigret's, the yeah. uh, Caroline Bassett Kennedy's, like you, they never look like they're wearing something for the first time. They all look like they've True. worn yeah, their Caroline Bassett wore the same neutrals all the time yeah. and just layered them differently exactly. and had this three mm. slip dresses. And, I mean, and really. then the clothes look worn in, which makes them hang better on your body. Mm. It means that something doesn't look, you know, I, I think. I think new things don't look that good. Mm. They, you know, they don't hang on your. They, They're not ready for you. No, they just. It's, it's almost look. It's like a, it's like a pair of sneakers that's too white. It's something mm-hmm. not chic yeah, about it's not it. Cool. Yeah, and I think people need to not want to look mm-hmm. like a model in a campaign. You want to look like you're you've lived in your clothes. Like they have a story. Like they have meaning. Yep. You need to get to know them. You need to learn how to mix and match them. And you need to develop your own sense mm-hmm. of style without. And also retrain yourself about not just the newness of the outfit, but the newness of the opening of the outfit. So we've all had that experience where we open a box mm-hmm. of something new and we tear the paper off and we unwrap the unboxing. tissue and we, and it feels so good and you just love it. I genuinely don't get that feeling anymore from packaging. So yeah. I, it's possible to retrain yourself to not like that feeling. Yeah. I now feel much better when I leave a store and I say, no, thank you. Don't wrap it in yeah, tissue. Yeah, I never I'm just going to put it in my bag. It's my new thing and it's in my bag and I feel better about that than yeah. having it in packaging. So it's it's all about training yourself and it's not as difficult as you think it is to retrain these these habits and these little like pleasures in life. Well, on that note, I feel very inspired. Yeah, thank you so much, thank Arizona. Thank you so much. Thank Arizona. you so much. And I thank love- you, Café Royal, for providing this gorgeous studio. Thank you so thank much, Thank you, Café Royal. Which, it's in been fact, very is Monica cheap. in this gorgeous room. <laughs> we have this well, beautiful sunlight dripping in on us. Yeah. And it's I been think beautiful. The, I think the rugs look it. wool to me. I think they do. There may be a synthetic cushion somewhere, but we're the just going to ignore that. Very West, <laughs> the room has got a very Wes Anderson vibe, don't you think? Yes, it's I It's the colours. Agree. It's pink and yellow and white and, I love pink and mustard. And yellow together so much. It's mustard and cute. pink. It's yeah, it's very, very cute. cute. Very cute. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, that was a great conversation. I feel positive. I don't feel guilty. Well, I think it's nice. I mean, I feel guilty. <laughs> you still feel guilty? But no, I it feel is less difficult. Guilty. I find it so overwhelming to talk about these things because it's true that you just feel that everything is a minefield. And I like yeah. I like Arizona reminding us that it's okay to want things. It's okay to buy things as long as you're not buying too much, as long as you're thinking about what you're buying and as long as you are not sort of perpetuating an industry that's destroying the planet, basically. Exactly. But I do think about there's 
the protesters who really were very present at this London Fashion Week, and they're right, and maybe they seem annoying, and they're really rubbing it in the faces of all of us in the industry as we queue up outside the shows or um, as we try and get our work done. But Well, I don't know. Like I remember listening to a really interesting podcast on the topic of extinction rebellion and i and I, I know that's worth mentioning because there's a big march yeah for climate change on the 20th of september i believe here in london in london ahead of the um ahead of the united nations climate action summit on september 23rd yeah. and someone was asking themselves the question whether extinction rebellion much like the suffragettes a few generations ago who s- stood out in the streets and committed small acts of terrorism you know like back in the day they were considered pretty radical yes and they were dismissed as sort of they were dismissed as terrorists and insane yeah. and and troublemakers now are viewed by all as heroes Absolutely. who got us women the right to vote which now seems like it's obviously perfectly normal but it's not that long ago and it took people marching in the streets attaching themselves to buildings and blowing things up to get things moving forward. So actually, peaceful marches and other forms of protesting are efficient. And perhaps here, here. perhaps in a few years, we will view the people who have been marching and trying to raise awareness as the true heroes of our generation. Absolutely. So we leave you with a little reading by one of our favorite actresses that I overheard at the Anya Hinmark presentation during London Fashion Week. Sir, everyone seems to agree upon the necessity of putting a stop to suffragist outrages, but no one seems certain how to do so. There are two, and only two, ways in which this can be done. Both will be effectual. One, kill every woman in the United Kingdom. Two, give women the vote. Yours truly, Bertha Brewster. And remember, if you love us, show us the love by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Au revoir! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.